What's up, guys? Brett Epley here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks here on the Mayo Media Network. Going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and my fade of the week for UFC Fight Night. Whitaker versus Gastelum on Saturday. Should be a fun card. Before I get into that, make sure you subscribe to the channel here. Like the video, guys. So much great content coming out throughout the week, and not just in MMA. You got golf. NHL, soccer, everything you could possibly want. Of course, there's the Dogger Pass podcast for full MMA breakdowns. You got that with Paul Shaughnessy, Cody Safdick, Mad Labs doing his main event breakdown. And I'm here for the UFC Quick Pick. So uh, without further ado, let's get into my cash gameplay of the week, who is going to be Tony Grevely up at 9.4K. All right, for cash games this week, I like Tony Gravely up at 9.4K. And yeah, he's the most expensive favorite on the board. And I get that you might not always want to pay up that high. But in cash games, it's very important to play the best plays on the slate. It's simple as that. And Gravely is the biggest favorite on the board at minus 325 against Anthony Burchuk. And he's a high volume wrestler. So he fights with a style that is generally safe and generally scores very well. Gravely's fought three times in the UFC twice technically once in the contender series and he's landed three takedowns five takedowns and seven takedowns and he's coming off a fight in which he landed seven takedowns on 17 attempts and he also landed 86 total strikes nearly nine minutes of control and scored 110 points on DraftKings, and that's just his style he comes from a wrestling background he wants to take you down he's not an elite submission artist so it's not as if one takedown is going to end the fight. He's generally going to attempt takedowns at a high rate. He's going to work round and pound on the mat. And as a big favorite, the odds are telling us that he's likely to have success. He's likely to have success landing takedowns on Burchek, who only defends them at 73%. Um, that number might be a bit skewed. He hadn't fought in the UFC in nearly four years coming off a win in 2016. And then he most recently returned to the UFC in 2020 got knocked down early, gave up a couple takedowns, and was submitted in the first round. So that's why Gravely is a big favorite here again, minus 325. And the bottom line is he fights with a style that scores well on DraftKings. He's a big favorite. He's relatively safe. And in cash games, I think you need to pay up for him at 9.4K. All right, in tournaments this week, you can go a few different routes. One of the most obvious names on the board is Abdul Razak Al-Hassan at 9.3K. And again, he's expensive, but I think there's enough value on this slate to pay up for multiple fighters if you'd like. And Al-Hassan is clearly one of the best tournament options on the board. He is minus 290 to win against Jacob Malkoon, and he's an early finisher. He has fought, uh, let's see, Al-Hassan is 10-3 and professionally, and I believe all 10 of his victories have come by knockout. Yes, and I think almost all of them, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all 10 of them have come inside the first round. So this is simply a fighter who, when he wins, historically, he wins by first round knockout. And that doesn't mean that he's therefore safe, and that doesn't mean that he can't win in any other method. But when he wins, he's very likely to win by knockout early. And that's what the odds are suggesting yet again. As a big favorite, Al-Hassan is minus 140 to win inside the distance, plus 140 to win in round one. I don't even mind that prop. And even more importantly, he's coming off a, a, a 
He's facing an opponent who's coming off a fight in which he was knocked out in 18 seconds. Malkoon is a training partner of Robert Whitaker. That's why he was brought into the UFC. He's not a special talent, not a great wrestler, not a great striker. And he got knocked out in 18 seconds in his UFC debut by Phil Hawes. Al-Hassan generally brings it. He hunts for the kill early. And I think he has potential to win by knockout once again in the first round once again. And on DraftKings, you have to remember, now there's this 25-minute quick finish bonus where if you finish inside the first minute, you get an extra 25 points. I hate relying on that, but at the same time, um, I do think Alhassan has some equity to win by knockout in that first minute. And so he has potential. His upside is extremely high. He has potential to win inside the first minute and break the slate with a knockout. At the very least, I think you need some exposure to him in tournaments. I like Gravely. There's other fighters in this top range I like as well. But Abdul Razak Alhassan is the best tournament play or one of them on the slate for sure because of his early knockout upside. All right, moving on to my salary play this week. I'm going to give you one salary play. I'll give you a second one um, with my fade of the week, and then I'll throw in a bonus fight to target overall to give you a, a few different ideas of where you can go. My salary play this week is going to be Gerald Mearshart at 7.9K, and this is a fight I very much want exposure to. He's the underdog, plus 110 against Bartos Fabinski. And Fabinski, for those who have been playing DraftKings for a while, will know Fabinski. He is a fantastic DraftKings fighter because all he does is look for takedowns over and over again. When he wins, it comes from takedowns, it comes from control, and that's about it. He has three wins in the UFC, Fabinski. Ten takedowns landed, six takedowns landed, six takedowns landed. The problem is he's not a great submission grappler. He's not a great striker. So outside of his ability to land takedowns and lay on his opponents, he doesn't have much success. And in his last two fights... He's faced off against an opponent who was just a better submission grappler, a deeper technical grappler than him. And he was submitted in the first round, in the first minute, by Michelle Prezeris. And he was submitted in the first three minutes by Andre Muniz. And Gerald Mearshart wins most of his fights by submission. Mearshart can give up takedowns. He only defends takedowns at 46%. So I, that's why I like Fabinski as well. And I think Fabinski can and will take him to the ground. But when the fight does take place on the ground, Mearshart's a better grappler. And Mearshart's very comfortable on his back. So can Fabinski take him down and just hold him in guard for 15 minutes? Uh, I'm a little bit concerned by that. I think Mearshart has submission upside in this fight. Again, he's only plus 110 to win. And he's plus 180 to win inside the distance, which is a very good number for 7.9K. I also think if this fight would play out on the feet, Mearshart's been knocked out a couple times in a row, but I think he might have advantages over Fabinski as well. So this is a fantastic DraftKings fight to target. Fabinski has incredible wrestling upside, but Mearshart is going to be my salary play at 7.9K. He has grappling upside as well. I think he has legitimate submission upside and he's a nice value at the price so Mearshart 7.9k is going to be my salary play of the week finally my fade of the week uh, again I could go a couple different routes here let's go with Luis Pena at 8.7k he's fighting an opponent Alexander Munoz and Pena is the favorite minus 155 Munoz plus 135 for me, the issue is that I just don't see Pena having tremendous upside. 
in this particular matchup. Munoz is a theoretically better wrestler than him, and Pena only defends takedowns at 45%. Pena, a lot of his success in the UFC has kind of been taking opponents' backs and holding on to it. He only lands 3.26 significant strikes per minute. He has a good win over Matt Wyman. That doesn't really matter to me. Otherwise, you know, a decision win over Steven Peterson, in which he gave up four takedowns, and a decision win over Steve Garcia. He's coming off a submission loss to Kama Worthy. He was taken down a bunch of times by Matt Frivola in a loss. I just don't know if Pena has much upside at 8.7k i don't see him landing a ton of significant strikes here he only averages 1.37 takedowns and he's fighting a better technical wrestler i don't see him landing a ton of takedowns and dominating on the mat maybe he could pull off a submission but pena is only let's look at his inside distance line He's only plus 375 inside the distance against Munoz. Munoz is plus 365, so Munoz actually has the better inside distance line here. I just don't find it necessary to pay up for Luis Pena at 8.7K, not when the range above him is just completely stacked with upside, and that if I'm going to pay up for 8.7K, I'm just going to pay up to 8.8K or above. And in that same breath, I like Munoz. I think Munoz... Is another is another salary target that should be on your radar at 7.5k. Again, he is the better wrestler here. He's fought and lost once in the UFC. That was against Nazrat Hakparas. Not really going to hold that against him. Um, he attempted eight takedowns in that fight, and I think if he attempts eight takedowns against Luis Pena, he might land four of them. And again, it's no guarantee that he wins this fight. He is the underdog, but if Munoz wins, I think it comes at least in part from takedowns. And at 7.5K, it just won't take that much from him in a win to exceed value and end up on the optimal lineup. So I'm definitely going to be light on Pena at 8.7K, and I think Munoz is another salary option at 7.5K. All right, and my bonus fight of the week. This is my favorite fight on the slate. I am really actually excited for this one. Alexander Romanov versus Juan Espino. This is a giant, heavyweight, aggressive wrestling experience, and I think it's going to be awesome. Romanov is a super physical, aggressive wrestler for the heavyweight division. He's fought in the UFC twice, scored 110 and 128, and he's fighting another heavyweight wrestler, probably a more technical wrestler in Juan Espino, who's fought in the UFC twice and has scored 126 and 119. The reason why this fight's a little bit tough to call is just because these guys haven't really faced any adversity in their careers. They haven't fought anyone that can compare to their opponent at all. So it's just a little bit hard to tell. And I think the bottom line here is that Romanov, if he wins, he's going to land takedowns and he's probably going to win inside the distance. He's priced up at 8.8K. He's overpriced as a minus 135 favorite, but he's plus 120 to win inside the distance. I already shared with you his DraftKings totals. When Romanov wins, I think he's going to score incredibly well. And on the flip side, Juan Espino, 7.4K is one of the better values on the entire slate at plus 115 to win. And if he wins, it's going to come from wrestling upside as well. He also has a decent inside distance line at plus 245. He doesn't even need to score 110 though. At 7.4K, you're looking for 80, 90, 100 points would be plenty. And I am pretty confident that the winner of that fight is going to score well and is a good shot for the optimal lineup. So Juan Espino and Alexander Romanov, my bonus fight of the week. I think you need exposure to this one. One of my favorite fights on the entire slate. Cannot wait for that. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. 
Thank you for the support. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at BirdAppley, double T, double P, dailyfanmma.com for all the breakdowns, DraftKings, and otherwise that you need. Use the code SPRING20 on our site for 20% off any weekly or monthly packages for anything UFC related. Um, that will be good for at least this week, if not longer. So definitely check that out, dailyfanmma.com. Thank you for support once again. Best of luck in your contest this week. Take care. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Peace.